live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your money life, your work life, and your relationship life. The phone number is 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. She's our money guru. I'll be helping you on work-related questions because that plays into your money big time. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Tiffany, who joins us in Cleveland, Ohio. Tiffany, how can we help? Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I So basically, I'm an esthetician, um, so I have my own spa room. Um, I've been here for two and a half years, um, and my business is doing great, especially cool. starting off during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lupus, so this isn't really the greatest job for me, but this is what I love to do, and that's the one thing that I'm actually good at. Okay. Um, so it, when I work myself too hard, you know, it flares up. I have a hard time. Um, my husband and I have been married for eight years, um, and together four before that. Mm-hmm. He is a juvenile probation officer with a bachelor's degree. Okay. Um, I guess my main thing is is that's the job that he's been in for 13 years now. Okay. Um, we're seeing a counselor. We're kind of working on things, but I'm finding myself getting frustrated uh, with the fact that he, you know, kind of refuses to go and find a better job that would pay better. What's he make? Um, he only he makes two thousand every two weeks. Okay, so four thousand a month um, after taxes. Yes, after taxes. Okay, yeah. So I bring in more than that. Um, what do you bring in? I'm, so on average, like three thousand, three thousand five hundred or so a month. Um, I thought you said you know, he did four thousand. Oh no no no! Sorry, two. I'm sorry, two thousand four hundred and sixty four a month. That's him, 2,464? A month, yes. Okay. Yes, sorry, sorry. (laughs) What is his job Um, again? He's a juvenile probation officer. So So he's making... He has a bachelor's degree. Okay, and is he salary or hourly? He's salary. What's his salary? What is it? 40, 40, 45, something Mm -hmm. in that range? 40, it's got to be like 40, Okay. Yes. So then after taxes and insurance and all that good okay. stuff. Okay. Let's so this is not about numbers. This entire mm-hmm. call is not about numbers. This yeah. is about you feeling like he should be uh or excuse me, he could be and he should be making more money. Could be doing more, yes. Yeah, and that's and creating I, a lot of tension. Yes. And am I being unreasonable? No. I don't have a degree. You know, no. I, I don't No, but so, the way you're going about it yes. might be. So what is the narrative? When you sit down with him, to the best of your recollection, how are you talking to him about this? Um, I've tried it a couple different ways. I've tried saying, hey, you know, I can help you with your resume. Mm. You know, let's let's try and see. Or I've tried to say, hey, you know, like this is the great time to apply to jobs. They're hiring everyone. I got to throw a flag on the play. As long as we yeah. get back to what he said, I got to get that part. What's your flag? My flag on the play is... Everything is you towards him. Yes. And I think that this is just me. Uh, Again, all I can tell you is how I would do it. I feel like, and I know the lupus plays into it, but I feel like when you're talking about our money and our finances, everything's got to be a we conversation. Everything's got to be, okay, we need to earn more. What does that look like for us to earn more? And I think that's 
just approach wise because I, I and can you complain to this but there's something about and this is this is a little bit old school but there's something about when you come to somebody it feels it almost feels like an attack well there's sure. no questions yeah so we and have to even if you don't want it to be and i and, and come for me in the comments but even when it's like a lady coming at a guy about what you're yeah. making you have the right to question it and you have the right to want it to be different but it's almost like there's got to be some tactfulness getting in there because it's almost like he's probably like the ego part is feeling it you know what i'm saying like yeah and yeah. he becomes defensive he gets right, defensive so, first and you can't yeah. get anywhere okay yeah. so here's what we have to focus on you can't you're giving him the what he should be doing and you need to be focusing on what is keeping him from doing anything else there that's sure. what's holding yeah. him back so what is his language what are the words what are the things that he's saying back to you um well you know he's saying well i applied for that higher up job before and they told me that they needed to see more from me i went to college but it was really easy he, i don't think he has a very good self-esteem he doesn't so that's all no, right, so, no, so what what I'm trying to help you understand is as a spouse, and Jade's right, but we've got to you've got to understand what he's dealing with. He's not lazy, he's lost. Yeah. And it presents as lazy. And I'm not saying you called him that, but right. this guy is he's afraid to stick his hand back up because it's been slapped before. And he's got bad self-esteem issues, which by the way, go deeper than just what we're talking about. So yeah. there's a couple things, and I'm not saying you got to walk around building him up and saying all these compliments, but to the extent that you can as his spouse, supporting him in the area of what is holding him back. Mm -hmm. So you're no longer idea person. And by the way, I'm not saying your heart's in the wrong place. It's not, but ideas yeah. aren't the fix. You know what the fix is for him? Him having a vision for his future that he actually believes that he can get. And right. so I don't, I don't think he has one. No, he doesn't. But he can't. He can't have an idea about the future when he's clouded about the present. Mm -hmm. He right. doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't think he can do much more. Maybe he thinks he missed the boat. Maybe he thinks he's failed too many times. There's something going on. And so in the moment, it's like driving a car and you hit a patch of fog. And he's hit a patch of fog. And the only thing you do when you hit fog is slow down, pull over, and wait for the fog to clear. So the only thing you can do is is speak love into him, belief into him. I believe in you so much. I hate that it happened to you. Hey, let's have a dream night where we dream together. And instead about dreaming about his job or dreaming about the career path that he needs to be on, why don't you get him talking about the life that he longs for with you? And when we can get his head into that, then you go, okay, what what must be true? Like, what what what, what do we need to do collectively yeah, Ken, together? Because that's the big one. That's the big one for me on this. And I'm not I'm not coming for mm. you at all, um, Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> what I I. I I'm just telling you what I heard, okay? And sometimes it's good to have an impartial person because they can tell you what you heard and right. say it back. When you initially started the call, because I want to make sure the talk in the house feels right. When you initially mm -hmm. started the call, it made it kind of seem like I've got my anesthetician thing. I've got my own room. I'm making $3,500 a month. It kind of made sure. it sound like, hey, I got this going on, but then, and it, this is the one thing I know how to do, and this is what I do. But then when you kind of started talking about him, it was kind of like, and he needs to do this, and he needs to do that. He probably right. thinks what he's doing is the one thing he knows how to do.
So I feel yeah. like there's definitely needs to be a little bit more balance in how we talk. And when you finally have this conversation, it's what both of us are doing to improve. Because even though you're doing well, there is something that you can do to improve too. And that's how you keep it balanced skills and not just you pointing a finger at him. Real quick, when a person is clear, Tiffany, they can be confident. So I'm going to give you two tools. I want to give him the get clear assessment. Will you please gift it to him and say, hey, I think this will help you see more about who you are and where you want to go and give him the book from paycheck to purpose and then just love him and support him. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Jade Warshaw, and we are here for you, 888 825 5225 taking your money calls and your work-related calls today, 888 Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Fall is a great time of year, but nothing can get you down faster than plumbing problems. Neighborly brand, Mr. Rooter can handle plumbing emergencies as well as repairs and drain cleaning. Visit Neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find a Mr. Rooter near you. Awesome. Today's question comes from Madison in California. She says, I work in L.A. as a self-employed fitness model. Okay. I have worked for the same company on 1099 for seven years. No contract involved. They just keep keep booking me. The company is looking to hire a full-time model, which would kick my position out. Ooh. Would you recommend I start looking for other clients at a higher rate to diversify my clientele? or work as many hours at my current company to make the most money possible and pay down my debt? Both. Next question. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah, I mean, it it really is uh, the situation here is that I'm going to do both. I'm starting to look, no question. Mm -hmm. You want to have your head on a swivel looking for many opportunities. And and by the way, she should be doing that as a self-employed 1099 anyway. 100%. You are living and breathing off of that. You and Sam understand that. I mean, that's essentially your world. You guys were running a company. You were the musicians, plus you were booking. That's right. And so you're always looking for that next client that, uh, and again, what's your max? You know, how many how many gigs can you do? But I would absolutely be looking and and getting new gigs, but I would stay with them until the last possible day when they go, hey, we, we hired the newer, younger model. That's true. Um, I took some liberty with that one. I don't know if that's what they're actually doing. Well, I mean, as an artist, you do have to diversify. Like, that's the name of the game. There should... You should very rarely ever sign anything exclusive. So I, it sounds like there's no reason that you can't start looking for your, you know, diversifying your clientele and building up your thing. Um, yeah, I mean, all, doing all that, you're paying down your debt. I don't see why there's a downside to no, that. No, not at all. And I just got a good idea. In fact, no, it's not a good idea. It's a bad idea, but I'm going to share it with you. Okay. I wonder what the market is for the uh, the dad bod fitness model. There's a market for everybody. Cause I, you know, I'm I'm not in great shape, but I'm not in bad shape. Maybe I could do some of that. Just Look like, at here's most the of the regular commercials guy. on TV. They're like regular if, guys. Like there's got to be a spot for me to sell like pickleball equipment to middle aged guys. Yeah, yeah. You got the one pack, <laughs> not, not oh, a six pack. That's hysterical. Just got a pack. I mean, like, like I mean, you know, I'll tell you one thing. You're not going to do is ever see me modeling this kind of shirt. 
I see it on camera now, and I go, I can't pull that off. I feel like you're modeling it now. Like, yeah. you're just wearing it. And I think it, nobody thinks that I would ever wear this shirt in the woods with an axe. No, you're like, that's, see, you're like you, Hallmark. Your you're Hallmark response, movie. It, <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> All right, Milwaukee, Wisconsin is where Tanner awaits. Tanner, how can we help? Hey, uh, I am looking for, I guess, advice on how to utilize my wife and I's savings uh, to attack some debt. We still have while expecting our first child in April. Great. Lay cool. it out. Lay out the debt for Jake. Um, we have 47000 in student loans still uh, mm-hmm. and a $15,000 auto loan. Okay, cool. How much do you have saved? Uh, we have 45000 saved right now. Okay, I like that. Um so you've got this baby coming along. Um, I probably would just honestly push pause on the baby steps until the baby gets here. And knowing that you've got this debt, knowing that you've got this savings, keeping in mind like, okay, once this baby gets here, we're going like ham on this. What I would do is stack up as much money as you possibly can between now and April, magically getting to the number that allows you to pay off your debt. But we're just sitting on it just until the baby gets here because I just want you guys focused on that. And then when the baby gets here, everything's all good. You've paid your deductible. You've paid for the baby to get here. Then take that savings, take all the money you've saved up with it and knock out every penny of this debt. Sound good? Yeah. And then you're going to build up your three to six months of expenses after that. Sure. How much money do you think you could save between now and April? Uh, We could probably save, I don't know, let's Probably another three to four thousand before then, I'd say. Okay, yeah, then I'm doing that three to four thousand. And your wife, um, when she has a baby, she does her leave. Does she plan on going back to work, or what's the plan for that? Our, I guess, our plan right now is that my income would be all we'd kind of be living off of, and she actually is not going to be getting any paid leave. Um, so we'll have to account for that as well. But so with her income out, it'll be like between 45 and 48 um, pre-tax is what we'll kind of have to be working with. Interesting. And can you can your, I'm a little worried about that because right now with both of you working, there's only three to four months, there's only three to 4,000 that you're putting aside to pay off this debt. Right. And that's not right. going to get, that's not going to help you clear it by the time you have the baby. Then you're taking right. this pay cut and I'm worried that you won't have margin to continue paying off the debt. So what's the plan to create that margin? Right. Yeah, I guess it would have to be kind of limiting our expenses a little more than we have. And I guess my thought was potentially paying off the rest of our auto loan to free up some more income e- each month. But I guess I'm not sure if that's a advised or not. But that's something I thought of to just try to free up more of my income uh, for when that would happen you know in spring well that's going to get paid for first anyway right because you're listing the debt smallest to largest unless unless the student loans are teeny tiny ones and you're doing those first uh no they're they're the auto loan is going to be smaller than the two student loans combined okay so that's happening regardless right when the baby comes that fifteen thousand is gone and then the rest coming out of your savings and the three and four thousand is paying off i don't know another Thirty-four thousand of student loans, right? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Okay, so you've got fifteen or seventeen left of that. So that's the money that that remainder of debt, that seventeen thousand or so of debt, 
that's what I want to make sure you guys have the margin to pay down and keep that intensity and go quickly. Sure. Yeah. So when your wife stops it's working, like, what, what chunk of money are you losing? What was she making? Uh, 40. Yeah. That's a big, I mean, that's half yeah. your income right there. So right. what would make me feel better is if tonight or whatever night this week works for you guys sit down and really play out these numbers and see, okay, how is this really honestly, not just in our minds, because we all have the fantasy of we have a baby and now I don't, I no longer work anymore. Like for a lot of women, that's what they want to do. And so you really right. have to look at these numbers and see if they work because it might just be honestly, just that tweak of going, Hey, after, after your maternity leave, even though you don't get a, you know, it's not paid or whatever after your maternity leave, is it possible to go back and work just for a little while till we get this debt cleaned up? And then we transition to that lifestyle because that's going to save you a lot of months. I would also like to suggest Tanner that if you and your wife have this conversation, Jade's right. And we go, okay, what, what's, what's our reality? Mm -hmm. One of the options is for you to step up and go, all right, baby's going to be little, I'm going to be there. It's mama's True more that. important than you are right now, bro. Let me just lay that out for you. Look, okay? come on, Ken. I got three. Uh, they want mama. I know As that's teenagers, right. they still, my wife knows everything about what's going on in this kid's life. I don't know anything. It's not because my head's in sand. They just tell her everything, Jade. And so mama's more important, Tanner. And, and this season specifically, mm -hmm. here's what I'd be thinking. How many hours can I work? Look, can I'm not I make mad at some that. extra money to accomplish the same thing Jade is saying? Mm -hmm. I just think you got to consider: Do I bust it, work some crazy hours, knowing that I'm making life better for little one and mama? That's right. And uh, it's a season. It's a season. I just have yeah. to push that. Yeah. Well, regardless, and and sorry, we we're, we're belaboring this, but regardless, there is something that needs to happen, whether. You decide to work more. She decides to go back to work to pay off this debt. There's still this long-term picture of, okay, you still got to put three to six months. We still, you know, are saving for kids' college. And I'm challenging this 48000 income long-term, not just oh, with a side hustle, because you're not going to want a side hustle until you pay your house off, right? We've got to look at what it's going to look like to get this core income up over the long haul. And is it just you or is it you guys working together for a short term to accomplish that? Yeah, great advice. And uh, congratulations, young man. Exciting. Hey, uh, go ahead and uh, let me get a little extra naps between now and when the baby comes because you also aren't going to be sleeping whether you're working extra or not. It's Ooh, just part of the team deal. no sleep. It's going to be okay. You'll make it. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. If you're new to the program, 
Yes, we talk a lot about money, but a big part of your money life is your work life. It is your greatest wealth building tool, that is your income. And uh, I help folks win in their work life. And so we'll take those work-related calls, anything you want to talk about on that issue. And I promise you, Jade's got an opinion on that too. So you get uh, you get plenty of advice on that. Let's go to Mark now in Portland, Oregon. Mark, how can we help? Hello. Hello, yep. Mark. You're live. What's happening? All righty. So I have kind of like a weird multifaceted question. Um, I am a um, 100% disabled veteran, but I'm still like total and permanent and I'm still allowed to work though. Okay. Um, I, I have pretty much all my GI Bill still, um, and I have minimal student loan debt from uh, getting my degree. And I have my I got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Um, but kind of the big kind of crux of what I'm wondering is like I get a one time uh, student federal student loan forgiveness uh, from the because of the nature of my disability. Um, from being in the Navy. Um, So I'm kind of like trying to see, like, is it worth it to just go to grad school and then just uh, max out the student loans and just get them forgiven? It seems kind of sketchy to me (laughs) a little bit. Hold on Um, a second. Hold on. Legal. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So what what would the masters, what would the masters be in and why would you get it? Um, it would probably be a master's in mechanical engineering, uh, focused more on like building science, like building science in the built environment. That's kind of what I'm doing now. So would that set and you I up would, for growth financially and pr- through promotions? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Um, so what's think, sketchy? Because like, he has the GI Bill. Fact, because I can uh, use my GI Bill, that pays for the entire tuition, and I get a housing stipend. Like if I were to be going, staying in Portland... Uh, I would be getting twenty three hundred bucks a month tax free while in school. So, and then on top of the, oops, sorry, good. Oh, go ahead. I had one more question, but go ahead. And then on top of that, if I were to take out student loans, I could take out up to sixty five thousand a year um, for the two years um, to do that to kind of offset the loss of income that I have now. Uh, and then another kind of weird aspect to this too is like, this would be like, if I were to do that, that would be more than what I'm making now with the GI bill and those loans. Cause there's no taxes associated with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and my wife is also in medical school right now too. So just kind of the money is kind of fungible cause we're married, but like realistically, a lot of the money would probably end up going towards like reducing her loans. So let me get, <laughs> let, let me, let me make sure I got my head around this. Cause some, yes. I'll be honest, like with all the military payments and stuff like that, sometimes it get, gets confusing. So you've yep. got a little bit of existing student loan debt. How much is that? Yeah. 10K. 10K. Will the GI yeah. bill pay for that? Pay that off? No, but I could get it forgiven right okay. now if I wanted to, but and, Okay, so just one thing at just one thing at a time because I want to help you, but I also yeah. want to make sure the people listening understand. Why won't the GI Bill cover that? Because it's he's already done that, but already the, have that that the oh, GI Bill would cover you going to grad school, correct? Yes. So my question is, why can't you just use the GI Bill to go to grad school if that's what you want to do, and why mm-hmm. can't you use the other piece that you had the federal student loan forgiveness because of your disability to pay off the ten thousand? What's wrong with that? 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But to me, and this is where I'm like kind of the moral and ethical dilemma. Like I could do all that, but then I could also take out more student loans and then those would get forgiven because it's just a one-time deal. Oh, so what you want to do, you want to take out extra student loans knowing that you can get the federal government forgiveness. Yes, yes. And not use those for education. I, I mean, it would be covering my housing expenses and all that. Like, that's kind of where... I thought I heard you say... But I, I thought, hold on, hold on, hold on, like hold on, hold on, hold on. I also thought I heard you say that would go towards paying off some of your wife's medical no. loan debt as well. So you, you're talking about and I, taking out a student loan to use personally. Well, you can use student loans to cover your housing expenses. But didn't you say the GI Bill already it. gave you a stipend for the housing? That's just for like living expenses and other. Portland's like a more expensive city. But hold um, up. Okay. Hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on, because I, 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 I'm hearing you, but I'm also feeling a little it. I'm, the fact that we're going back, there is a shady quality to it because yeah. the GI Bill covers what we would call living expenses, right? Like whether that's rent or other things that goes it, along with living. But you're saying yeah. I would take out student loans to continue to do that. My, my problem with that is the GI Bill saying, hey, we have a stipend for that. That's what that money is intended for. The federal yeah. student loan forgiveness, student loans, by definition, should be to pay for education. So it does bother me. And related if, expenses. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, related expenses, yes, but are you go, Are you living on campus to go to school? No, no, I have a house and a mortgage. And a job. Point. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like currently, so if I, I would w- stop working to go to school. Yeah, I feel like that's a little weird. It's not like you're going to school, you're taking out student loans. This is covering room and board and dormitory and that. I mean, by they are student loans, which, by the way, I wouldn't tell somebody to take out student loans anyway. But in this case, they're forgiven. I just. I'm going to. I'm So wait a second. Let me and and pardon us. We're we're not trying to be dense. No, we're not. It's just the way you set this up. It's strange. Well, it's strange because you know it's not right. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a student. So hold on. So you agree that you just said? Okay, we finally got it. I didn't mean to lead you there. This is my first lawyer moment. You don't feel this is right. Uh uh. And I don't feel like it's right. It is sketchy. Yeah. Well, then why are you calling us, asking us if we think you should do something sketchy? Because free money makes you do funny things, Ken. Well, it ain't free. It's on the taxpayers' back. It's not illegal. Like with my friend, my friend, listen to to me. First of all, two things. Since you called, now I'm going to tell you what I think. It's sketchy because it's wrong. It's wrong because you're taking out money. That is that's all taxpayer funded, my friend. I'm paying for that. Yep. Jade's paying for that. I could go around the room. We got some nice people out in the lobby. I don't think they would like to pay for that either. Yeah, they don't feel good about yeah. it. It's I mean, wrong. I'm for that but my crux of I know, it, the crux that, of so it for I. me, the reasoning behind it, because I feel like we do have to point out the reasoning. For me, the reasoning is student loans really should be for education. And I don't think yeah. in your case, I don't think the living expenses are an expense of you getting your education. If you were going to live on campus, yep. if you were staying in a dormitory, if you had to you know, get an apartment in another city to take the classes, then I could see, okay, like maybe. But in your case, because 
this is it, this is your situation. I don't see how your personal mortgage has anything to do with you choosing to go to grad school. And so for that reason, I think that's where the ethical barrier is for me. Um, mm-hmm. what well, we're th- agreeing I mean, with you. You said it was sketchy. We think it's sketchy. And and let me just say this: you're a great American. You served our country. Uh, disability because of it. You're a great American. Yep. You're a great American, and you know it's sketchy. Mm. So this is up to you, my friend. I don't think you kind of. I don't think you can rationalize this uh, for me. No, or I'm for Jake. But in if my you, head, and I haven't been able to. Well, so. then trust your gut. <laughs> Look, if you were like, yeah. if you had said something, I'm just trying to come up with some scenarios. If you were like, hey, when I was in the military, I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with a way that maybe this might. Like, if you inquired a bunch of other debt because of school. But I just don't see that. Like, this just doesn't, it doesn't hit right. You're a good man, a great American. Thank you for your service. Your gut's right. We agree with your gut. Uh, And and you've got a bright future in front of you. You don't need this. Wife's going to get through medical school. You guys are going to be fine. Don't try to shortcut it. You guys are on the right path. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Mm back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Jade Warshaw. We're here for you taking your money calls, your work calls. Today, 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Okay, so uh, you said, I'm going to do this. Yeah. We got, I guess we do it in the comment section. This is oh. when we need a we need a poll feature. Is this real? It's real. It's happening. Okay. Okay. This happened. I didn't clear it by James, and you know he'll talk to me. Look, about this it is. After the I show. like this. This is. This right, is hard so, hitting. I like it. Hard hitting. He stuff. likes it. All right. So here it is. I'm going to set it up quickly. I don't want to eat up a lot of time. All right. On let's this. go. That's my little uh, friendly ask. Well, you're eating it up now, Ken. Come on. All right. Here it is. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> I see what you did there. Last call. Okay. Last call. Gentleman served our country. Was in the Navy. Disabled. And has the GI Bill has ten thousand in loans. Uh, the GI Bill won't cover, but then he also has the ability to get as much as sixty five thousand uh, dollars in student loans. And he was thinking, hey, should I just take that out, live off of that mm-hmm. while I'm getting this master's? Blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. He wife's said, gonna be, wife's going to be a doctor. All that. Yeah, he said he felt sketchy about it, and we told him it was sketchy because but at Jade, the end of the day, he wasn't using the money for education he was using it for other stuff but during the commercial break you said it does feel sketchy but as my my portion of being a taxpayer because of his service for our country i would be fine with him doing it and i said no 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 i said i'd be willing because the 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 forgiveness is taxpayer dollars sixty five thousand. and i said as a taxpayer i would be willing this the guy this guy served our country to the point of 100 percent disability i would be willing to give him my portion which is 0.0000000091 of that 65,000. And my question was, if if enough other folks in the chat say, I'd give them my portion too, then that means it's like, hey. All right, so what go, say you? In the comments, have at it. Would you give would your percentage? Would you give them your percent? And I would be, I'm happy to go on record as saying, I am a bleeding heart conservative. Let me define that. Can I, don't make me give you the side I can. That means... That I feel really, really bad for his situation and plight, and I'm so grateful for his service. But, but, Ken! I am not going to donate my tax dollars. It's less than to one his, cent. I'm sorry. This is such a silly argument. It's about principle, not actual percentage. Ho ho! Write that down. Ken, you sounding, you're sounding stingy. Uh, no, sounding principled, <laughs> and it gets called stingy. 
principle works whether it's stingy or generous. So there Wait. you go. Comment away. That's all we got. Let the let the people Wait. speak. People in the in You're the audience. You're trying to sway the audience. There's a couple of folks in the audience. They're with would me. You, would, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Ah! They're a hundred percent with me. Wait, it's less than a penny. Stop. It's a principle. Thank you, Deanna. Deanna is with me. Oh man, y'all are funny. Look, well, there's no right or wrong answer. She's a whole nother situation. I know that but doesn't even count. What is that mean? I don't know. We need to move on. Is move what on. That means. Y'all put the drop it in the drop it in the in comments because I really want to know. Would you give your hey penny for this man sixty five thousand? That's not the point. You, you reframed it. It should taxpayer dollars go to him living off of student loans? No, should not. I don't care how much the amount is. I'm Let saying the people speak. If someone wanted to be generous, it all could. Right, we'll see. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't mean generous versus stingy. Mm, I'm reframed it. All right. Christina is up generosity. in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Christina, how can we help? Yeah. Well, I'm totally with you on that. You um, who? Anyway. You who? You. You. Ken, you. You support Ken. Yeah. I, Thank you very yeah, much. Appreciate not, your vote in um, November, I folks. Yeah. Um, so I have um, I have a mortgage. It's at like uh, it was originally two ninety five. It's about two eighty right now. Uh-huh. And I have PMI. OK, because we really we really needed to move back to where we were. And uh, it was uh, anyway, um, we also have thirty thousand dollars in student loan debt. Okay. And when my husband and I went to college, it was. Three percent. So we we were in the good good time, right? Yeah. So the question is, should I pay off my mortgage to get rid of the PMI, or should I pay off a student loan? And my PMI is about forty three dollars a month. Um, the the short answer is no. I would not pay off your mortgage first to get off get rid of PMI. I would walk the baby steps, which is paying off your all your debt except your mortgage. So it's almost the complete opposite. Um, and there's good reason for that. Your student, I mean, your student loans are debt and it's costing you money every single month. And there's something to be said for when you get on a plan, walking the plan the best way. The way that the baby steps is constructed is the most efficient way to paying off debt, saving money and building wealth. And it's not just me saying that this plan has been a- around for over 30 years. And millions of people have walked it this way. So the thing about it, um, Christina, is everybody out there goes, my situation is a little bit different. And because my situation is like this, I think it would work better if I did it like this. Right? Now, the fact of the mm-hmm. matter is you can get off this phone. You're grown. You can do whatever you want. And I'm not going to be mad at you. We're both going to sleep good at night. But if you're asking my opinion, I do think that the best use of your money is to get these student loans off your plate free and clear. I think this 20% PMI thing, it's just like a bad song that won't get out of your head. Like it's really not, it's cool to save money on things, but it's really not in your world. It's really not that big of an important thing because once you get this debt paid off, once you get three to six months saved, once you start investing 15%, you're going to be on such a great trajectory and by then, probably the amount of money that you've paid off on your mortgage, I don't know what your payment is. I don't know what your interest rate is, but you might be close to knocking that PMI out anyway. Because once you hit it, you know, it's off. Like once you get to that 20%, it's out. And if you're not there by right. then, then you will be sooner than later. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, we hit the uh, the interest rate at like 4.8 
And so it's not great, but yeah, we just thought the five hundred dollars a year was kind of high. It is AM PMI. It is, but you're going to be there again. Everybody's got that kind of why I'm the exception to the rule. And my point mm-hmm. is, if you walk through the plan, ultimately you're going to have more money to throw towards this, and you're going to have the peace of not having debt, having your savings. Do you have? Do you have any savings? Three to six months. We have about um, like seven thousand in savings. Exactly. So my point, my point in this is, I think you're trying to do the right things, but I think you're trying to do the right things in the wrong order. And at the end of the day, you still have debt. You don't have quite enough savings, and you got PMI, right? So right. let's start right. doing this stuff in order so that we're not kind of, you know, it's almost like I put a little money here, I put a little money there, I put a little money there. And you look up and it's like, yeah, but I still have debt and I still don't have savings. And I, like you're not accomplishing what at the end of the day we all want, which is that peace with our money. And you get that peace sure. when that debt's paid off, when you've got that the right amount of savings, because for you guys, 7000 is not enough. And then mm-hmm. at the end of that road, the final thing is we're paying off the mortgage with intentionality. And if you want to go intensely for a while to get rid of that PMI, that's your business. But does that does that make sense for you? Yeah, no, that's fine. I just uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought, because we aren't full disclosure. We're not fully following the, the baby steps, but like we have all of our cars are paid off. Our campers paid off. Look, like, that's all awesome. That's paid off. That's so, awesome. But I do think that yeah. uh, I have an analogy in my brain. I don't know that it's appropriate, but. Oh, I kind of intrigued now. Well, it's like if, I, <laughs> if, if I'm married and I got this from my pastor, if oh, I'm married, boy. Oh, boy. I'm 100% committed. And it, 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 yeah. it gets real funky when I say, hey, I'm committed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But Sunday, Sunday is when I get into it. Like that doesn't work. He'd be like, um. This is not a full commitment. And so we would not be able to have the marriage that we should have because I'm not fully committed. And I think it's the same way with Mm -hmm. this plan when it comes to your money. When you commit to this plan and you go all in on it, you get the full benefit of the plan and it's all that it could be and all that it should be. But when you take Sundays and you're like, on Sundays, that's when I, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, use my credit cards. And on Sundays, that's so it's like you get some of it. You're paying off the cars. You're doing that. That's great. I would love for you to go fully committed to this plan and see what happens next. Great stuff. You said uh, in that call, it's like a bad song. You can't get out of your head. My nomination. You can't touch this. Hammer. Great hour, Jade. James, our fearless leader. And you, the people. This is The Ramsey Show.